0: Okay, welcome to the second Prog Report Top 5 podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed the first one on the cruise to the edge. Thanks to Jeff Wagner for being on that one. Uh, recently, if you follow the Prog Report website, we did a ranking of Neil Morse albums um, uh, because he's on tour supporting his new album, Life and Times, which is a more of a singer-songwriter element for him. Uh, of course, he's well-known for the prog epics and all these uh, concept albums, so we did a list just analyzing those, his solo work, and, and a couple of the albums with the Neil Morse band. And it was a huge success online. We got a lot of debates. A lot of people online were posting what their ranking of the nine albums was. So I thought uh, because I am uh, – uh, I, I know a lot of people that are in sort of the Neil Morse fan club, so to speak, based you know from going to Morse Fest and cruises and things like that. Uh, I thought I'd bring a couple of the well-versed uh, fans of uh, Neil Morse and his music onto the uh, podcast here. Both are accomplished writers and uh, involved in music in their own various ways, uh, and this is very international, which is great. We have somebody in the UK, and we have somebody in South Africa. So first, let me introduce uh, Nick. Uh, Nick, I don't want to bastardize your last name, because uh, I always Metsu- call you... Go ahead.
1: Yeah, it's pronounced Matsukas, and don't worry, man, I'm, I'm very used to the mispronunciation. Yeah, well... <laughs>
0: Nick is so uh accomplished in his uh view and, and knowledge of Prague that he has earned the nickname Prague Nick, and that is something few people can say uh, and he is stuck with that moniker now probably until the end of his life and uh, so Nick is a is a uh, a music attorney in South Africa, a drummer. he's involved in the late night live on Cruise to the Edge, and everybody that's involved in Prague online and on these cruises uh, i'm sure knows who nick is so um uh, also we have uh jeff bailey who is uh a now i guess we can say an accomplished songwriter one of (laughs) one of neil morse's few co-writers in the history of his songwriting career uh he's credited on the new neil morse album so uh, he's also a writer a reviewer Uh, uh jeff say hi
2: Hello, and I'm really, I'm really an accountant by day. You see, all this other stuff is my spare time <laughs> stuff, but it, but it, but it's good fun. But yeah, and it's amazing, uh, yeah, how uh, replying in an email ends up getting you a songwriting credit. But there you go.
0: Yeah, we. So anybody that has the new album or has seen a, a few of the shows that Neil has done so far, he he performs a song called Manchester, where he tells a story about how his friend from the UK. Uh, corrected him on his lack of geography knowledge and and fixed a lyric in the song and that person is in fact Jeff who we're so thrilled to know and have here on the podcast. Uh, so we and, have... I,
2: and I, I met Nick in a, at a Neil show in Le- in fact outside a Neil show in Leicester on and, and uh, this crazy South African who asked me to take a picture of him with a photograph of him with Nick. Um, so that was when I first met him as well. So we're all we're all vaguely connected.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as, as as rabbit and Neil Morse fan as I am, Jeff <laughs> is the man who took the first picture of me with Neil Morse. He holds several distinctions.
0: <laughs> yeah. So this is definitely you, you. You have people here who know their Neil Morse music and have been fans long before even the the solo career, going back to the Spock's Beard stuff and Transatlantic and everything. So um, all right. So what we're going to do here is. Uh, because my top five that we posted on the prog Report was semi-controversial, uh, you know, we will I, I'll go with that top five from there, and each one of these uh, fine gentlemen will will mention their top five, and we'll debate on the merits of our lists as we go along, and, and play a few bits here here and there of uh, the song. So I'm going to start with my number five, which is the question mark album um which look we love all these albums it's to put any of these in order is 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 sort of uh, a crazy idea but it's it gets debates going and it's fun and you can never really be wrong in here uh, except I've been told by Jeff that I'm clearly wrong at putting question mark at number 5 <laughs> um so the reason the reason why it's not higher on the list for me is uh is is that while it's a great album i always felt it was and this is weird to say, a bit short. And it's the shortest of his concept records, uh, and there are very few songs on it that are by themselves songs. It's sort of like one long song um, that just and goes from one thing into the next, into the next, into the next. And um, for me, I always felt like I wanted it to be a little bit more because it was great, but it just didn't have the extra maybe 15 minutes of a few more things on it um, that that I that I sort of liked in, in my Neil Morse albums. But my my ranking of it sort of grew even higher. probably wouldn't have been five a few years ago, but when he played it in Full in Morse Fest, it really had a great effect on me, and I thought I got it a little bit more. So, uh, I mean, for me, my favorite tracks on it are uh, Outside Looking In and then leading into that 12, that song 12, that... 12 13 minutes of, of whatever that is is probably the highlight of the record for me um i don't know what you guys think about that part um but that's uh yeah that's my take on on question mark
1: so yeah uh, let me let me chime in there and say that you know roy you ask the hardest questions man the, the worst neil morse album would probably make the top five list of just about any other artist um, you know, that's my personal view, but I know that that thousands share that view. So this this is kind of like having nine beloved kids and deciding which four to send to the <laughs> orphanage. <laughs> yeah. Know? So so let me start off by saying that I could I could change my mind five times during this conversation. So anything could happen. But strangely, as I was thinking about this today, um, and again, I might change my mind. Um, I kind of agree with you on question on, on, on question mark. It, it 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 comes so close to his other masterpieces. But for me and and Jeff I I, I know that, that if I was sitting there next to you you'd probably be elbowing me in the face right now, but but for me it 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 somehow doesn't quite reach the brilliance of of, of several of his other albums. And it's very, very marginal. It's it, it, it's it's truly a, 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 a almost almost a, a, a an approach of, um, wow! I want to change my mind about this. Yes, now I'm going to put it in. No, I'm not. And then I've, I just find myself actually not including it in in the top five. So I'm probably giving away the, the, the game there a little bit. But um, oh, yeah, that's okay. It, it ended up it 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 ended up not making the list for me, which was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, there's the albums that I didn't have on that. I'm not going to talk about in the top five. It's, it's true what you're saying. I, I in fact love and would rank them in the top five of most lists. So you're right. So this is really all just in good fun. Um, but what is your top, what is your number five then, Nick? My number five, uh, I
1: know I'm probably in the minority for this. Um, But I'm going to make a point about this. I've been meaning to make a point about this online for a while, so I guess this is my chance. My number five is Momentum. Wow. And um, to me, that together with Lifeline remains one of Neil's most underrated albums. I don't really get why Uh, everybody sort of tends to put it at number nine or number eight. In my opinion, it's one of Neil's best, most powerful, most beautiful albums there. I, I mean, I mean... The the epic that's on the album, World Without End, is just fantastic, in my opinion. It's one of his most powerful. Um, there are all kinds of cool little surprises on the album, like Thoughts Part 5. You know, there was Never, Never a Thoughts Part 4, which, uh, you know, the whole continuation of the Spock's Beard Thoughts a series of songs. That really excited me. And the song itself is great. I thought Freak was very clever weathering sky was was fabulously powerful and and the the song momentum itself you know with that fantastic paul gilbert paul gilbert guitar solo i mean they're all great in my opinion i know the songs are shorter than neil's usual fare but that doesn't make them any any less magnificent for me and and just because there's no central concept to the to to speak of on the album doesn't weaken it in my opinion um I, i will admit that smoke and mirrors in many people's opinion is is perhaps the weakest moment on the album and for some it's not neil's best moment overall but i don't think it it reduces the album's value i quite like it and i think the rest of the album more than makes up for it and doesn't prevent it from making it on onto the list so i really wanted to make a point about momentum i i I encourage all the folks out there who are listening to give it another listen because i think it's a great album so that's my number five
0: uh, I agree with you. I love that momentum album. I think it's it's fantastic. I just uh, it really just becomes a thing where I I don't know what to put it above, uh, you know, <laughs> and I, and you sort of had to slot it somewhere. But at the time, uh, even now, I mean, I thought uh, the thoughts the thought song on there, freak, I think is a really cool cool song for him. Um, yeah, so I I I would agree. I think it's a, it's a great album. All right, uh, Mr. All Bailey. Right
2: yeah uh, well i'm 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 not going to say too much about question mark until i calm down um but but i'll come i'll come back to that in my top 10 um and to be honest my number five was really i i debated long and hard between momentum and but eventually chose the grand experiment over it so you know i completely agree with everything nick has has said about the merits of momentum um I just wanted to get the grand experiment into here. And that was, and this was really the only place I, I could bring it in. Um, And I suppose we see the start of the Neil Morse band collaboration. And I think that, you know, we, we've already seen it in, you know, by that stage, we'd already seen it in Flying Colours and Transatlantic, how how working in that band environment, and Spox, of course, as well, but working in that band environment very much brings out the best in Neil. And, and I think, you know, there's many people who've been amazed on this on that album and subsequently by the contributions of bill and eric um again like momentum another brilliant epic and alive again and a lot of really high quality um short songs um you know a song that that divides the fans in the same way probably that smoke and mirrors does in an agenda but a song that i think really really came to life on the on the similitude tour um yeah. I think most people who saw that um and then the other thing is you know a bonus disc which had which had three tracks in new jerusalem and doomsday destiny and macarthur park that could easily have made the grade um you know in 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 the main album and in fact you know two out of those three appeared at morse fest you know in live live debuts and were rapturously received so i i just i just love the grand experiment album i think there's just there's so much in it and it just kind of it, it took things to me at the point of neil's career where the randy neil mike thing had happened lots of times and you know the neil morse band formation was the was the injection that um that took things to another level
0: yeah i agree i mean i i it's not, uh, uh, you know, wasn't in my top five. I'll say, but uh, if I had to pick a top five song, the, I can tell you that the call would probably be in it from that album, which I think is, yeah, just just the one of the best songs he's ever done. Um, I think the standard
2: the, the standard of the call reflected by the fact that it served brilliantly as a show opener um, on the Grand Experiment tour, and it served brilliantly as a show closer on the Similitude yeah. tour. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, yeah no that so album I, was great because
0: it it, it it you were wondering how many albums what what left could neil do with the trio after momentum and he already did a follow-up to testimony and so it's like well what what's left what can he do that would be different or more or, or or sort of inject some new life into it and that the grand experiment album totally did that which i thought was uh was why it was so well received i think it did really really well for the band at the time uh, yeah, so you know what? This is a good place. Let's. Uh, I'm going to stop here and play the title track from the Grand Experiment. This is the Grand Experiment. <laughs> i That was a Grand Experiment, uh, Jeff's number five. I will jump into my number four, uh, which is Testimony 2. Um, I like Testimony 2, it, it gets a little bit of a boost for the second disc, which I love. Supernatural is is another one of my favorites and the Seeds of Gold epic might be my favorite epic that he's done um but the uh the album the the first disc which is the story of him you know with with uh, jada and, and with spock beard and leaving them and um i really really like that album in live it was just some unbelievable the closing for it's for you to uh crossing over that whole part at the end is just one of the peak moments in his catalog for me um and uh yeah i i love that album a lot great album
2: yeah, can't can't disagree with that. I mean, again, you know, saw it um, on the on the on the Europe tour um, with the European band, and it was great. And again, you know, what a what a highlight of of Morsefest last year. Um, you know, really, you know, how how to take. I suppose I wondered whenever the talk came about that he was going to do testimony to It was you know what's that going to be, but you know it's it's a great it's a great compliment to the to the first album and they had an album that you know tells the story without just telling the same story again, if you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that's the point about Testimony 2. Um, everybody was expecting this uh, sequel and, you know, it had only been a couple of years since he had done uh, Solo and Lifeline. And I, I remember when Testimony 2 was released, I was still ears deep in the brilliance of those albums. And, um, you know, when I heard that, that a single to Testimony was was going to be released, I remember thinking to myself, well, not even Neil could maintain this standard. It's a sequel. So, you know, it's only been a couple of years. Give the guy a break. You can't expect it to be the same standard as, let's say, a Lifeline or a solo, both of which I love. Um, and, and, you know. I I didn't think that the production and the composition could be as good as, as those albums, but when it was released, I mean, man, talk about being inspired by a miracle. Uh, Even I underestimated how how prolific that man's brilliance is. Testimony two is, is right up there for me. I totally agree. Uh,
0: Okay. Nick, what
1: do you got? So number four was the hardest one for me because I I, I really, I've had to change my mind about five times on this testimony, question mark, Sola Scriptura, Lifeline, Grand Experiment, what to choose. I don't know, man. I'm still torn as I speak to you, to be honest. But after a bit of agonizing and considering the options and opinions of other Neil fans, I've decided for number four to go with Sola Scriptura. Hmm. Um, You know, maybe I was just in a heavier mood today but uh, i do want to preface my comments uh, and and this choice by by giving lifeline an honorable mention here I, I do believe that that is neil's other very underrated album a lot of people don't give it the credit it it deserves i think i think it deserves a far better rep than it has and i i swapped these two a few times in my mind lifeline is more melodic it's positive it's life affirming all that all that good stuff. Um, and it's just as brilliant, in my opinion. I mean, you, you think about Leviathan, Lifeline itself, So Many Roads, The Way Home, which is one of my favorite songs. I mean, I, I very, very nearly put Lifeline in here. That's why I'm letting it chew up so much of your airtime, Roy. Uh-huh. But, um, uh, having copped out so dramatically, I've decided to go with Solar for the number four spot, um, probably because it stands out as Neil's heaviest, darkest, uh, most heavyweight creation, um, while still never compromising the melodic approach that that, that that he's so famous for. It's also a very controversial album um, in its investigation of, you know, the rift between Martin Luther and, and the church establishment. Um, and I guess a bit of controversy is, is, is always good. There are only four songs by name on the album, but when you think about it, so many... Dozens of styles really are, are covered. Weirdly, when I first heard it, I didn't particularly love that chorus refrain in the door, which you know that bit in the name of God you must die. I remember thinking to myself, um,
0: it's a bit like dark. Song, it's a bit dark, yeah,
1: yeah, a little dark, a little dark, maybe. Um, but the rest of the album is just so incendiary that any prog metal band in the world would be proud of it. I mean it's as complex as, as anything you've ever heard you've got this, those heavy Paul Gilbert guitar solos the the crazy arrangements you've got you, you you've got underground, which is as complex and 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 rock rock oriented and heavy as anything you've ever heard all the way to that you know that flamenco vibe of two down one to go. yeah I mean it, it solo ticks every box and then some. I will say that it possibly lacks the big ending of say question mark, but in general. Sola is just an amazing album. You cannot not love uh, the, this album. So, wow! With great pain and and great regret, I, 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 I have to say sorry to Lifeline, my child. I loved it more than everybody else. I I, I, I think
0: to- you're making the right choice there. I think uh, with all due respect to Lifeline, I think Solo is clearly heads above that album. Um, but yeah, as it is, I can I can respect the the tough choice there um but i agree with you mm. sola, I, I, sola. I love and i'm going to get back to sola a little bit later for myself uh uh jeff what do you what's your four
2: um so, so uh f- phasing seamlessly into my number four which is lifeline well <laughs> <laughs> so there you go perfect so, so, so after roy's definitive statement of it it can't not be in there well it's in mine um <laughs> And, and, I mean let, let me let me say one thing about Sola. I mean because I, I suppose um, in certain forums I'm 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 famous for um, not being a fan of of some of the uh, the heavier prog metal bands that that some of my Mexican and uh, Brazilian friends <laughs> love love so dearly um, and, and I don't know I mean you know Sola's brilliant of course it is uh, um, I think I think my thing about Sola is that I I find it really really hard to digest when it came out and I remember Neil talking once recently about how he felt um that Spock's beard day for night had been damaged because they'd broken healing colors of sound up into six individual tracks rather than um rather than uh, one epic and that he thought maybe that people hadn't bought the album because of that. I, I actually would have loved um, Sola to be broken up a bit more. And I think that was the thing that whenever I remember getting it and just finding it really, really hard to wade through. And it's a it's a you know, it's a challenging album. But then, you know, again the Morse fest performance, you know, was, you know, superb. It was it was a it was a tour de force. Um, so so I love it, but it's not my list. A lifeline is. Um so let me let me say why um you know pr- probably a surprise to many people um for many people and um, with with respect to the quality of all the albums it's it's often viewed as the bottom of the pile um but, but not for me and um you know a, a killer lead track in lifeline you know it was the kickoff track of morse fest last year and it was just amazing and i think i've always i've always thought that the momentum title track you know was was quite similar to it and i always thought it was a shame that momentum on that tour got a lot of profile as as the as the lead track when lifeline didn't um and then straight into um you know um so many roads which again you know proved itself sorry it's not straight into it in the album but you know
1: right
2: the epic on that album you know an absolutely brilliant track and again you know brilliantly done live but the thing that i really like about about um lifeline a couple of couple of things it, it came after the run of testimony one question mark sola and then suddenly there was an album that wasn't a concept album um there came an album which not only had a big epic um not only had some shorter songs but had some of the more singer songwritery things you know which we'd seen on albums like um you know even spock's beard five and um, those kind of songs it had some More kind of, uh, I guess, worshipy type tracks. Certainly, God's Love, very, very kind of um, a very clear sort of, you know, in in that kind of could have fitted onto one of Neil's worship albums. Um, I I just love the variety of it. Um, And, you know, Fly High, you know, a brilliant closing track um, as well. And I think, was it, I'm trying to remember, was it Fly High has has Paul Bilatovich on it again, a, a brilliant. You know, brilliant guitar solo on there, and it. And I also, I also loved the, um, again, a great bonus disc with a few other tracks that again could have cut it on the album. Some great covers, and of course, I'm a heavy metal long haired, blue beard, tattooed Jew as the yeah. hidden track. Um, so again, to me, it was just you know, it, it nearly would be the sort of album where if somebody came to me and said, well, you know, what's Neil Morse all about, and you can only give me one CD, I think it's an album that has a lot of the constituent parts of what of what Neil does and um it's it's that variety along with obviously the quality of it um th- that I love
0: That might be uh, uh true if you were showing if you wanted to show all his sides on one disc that might be a fair way to describe Lifeline actually um but i agree listen so many roads is is uh, brilliant and i and i always love that um uh, so, yeah, I, I do. I, I think Lifeline all, a lot gets sort of begrudged as uh as the, the least good. <laughs> I'm not going to say bad. Um, but, yeah, I listen. This is cool because, you know what, we're getting three completely different perspectives with all different choices. So this is uh, this yeah. is working out well and we're, we're probably going well, to end up talking say, about all nine albums. I
1: have <laughs> to say, well said, Jeff. Well said, <laughs>
2: I thought yeah. you were gonna steal. I thought you were gonna steal my uh, my piecemeal when you started. Yeah. You it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really did.
0: <laughs> uh, well, all right. So I'm a, I'm so I want to go back because uh, I wanted to give uh, testimony to a, a shout out uh, uh, musically on here. So I want to break uh, for a track from that album right now. Uh, I'm gonna play uh, "It's for You," and then we'll come back and continue. Mm-hmm.
3: healing wave Then I heard a voice within that cut me like a knife When I asked Him if it was for me the full surrender
0: list became easier for me picking my favorite three the order of them uh tricky a little bit but I knew right away what my top three albums were going to be when I was putting my list together it was four through nine that were the challenging parts for me um so again this is three or two I, I don't know but I'm I, I put I uh, put the album one at number three um and uh I, the album is, is just beyond words brilliant. Everything about it is is amazing. Uh there's every reason to con- consider it my favorite Neo-Morse album. Um it, I, I put it short just a little bit uh because I might listen to the others more. I think is and en- ends up being the case. Um but what I what I recall about that album when it came out at the time was Spuxbeard going back was really was everything to me. That that band when he was in the band uh quickly in a short span of 3 years became my all-time favorite band i am not embarrassed to say that um and uh uh so when he left i was devastated and um and when his first album out of the gate was testimony and i knew it was sort of uh based all about his story about uh you know finding god and and religious base and stuff that was um Uh, a little harder to swallow for me, uh, musically. Um, I always sort of separated those two things with music and religion. Um, and so it, it it didn't, I still made myself listen to that album and, and, and I ended up liking a, a good fair amount of it. Um, but I was sort of at a stage where, uh, with Neil's music, um, well, if this is what all the music's gonna be, I'm not sure how much of it I'm gonna I'm gonna really cling to moving forward. you know, I wasn't sure where we were going with with the music. Um, one clearly uh, made me uh, accepting of everything he was gonna do. The way he put the the religious based story into the concept, and and made it accessible, and the music was uh, as good as anything I've ever heard in my life. Um, I said, okay, he's got, he's he sold me. I'm in, I'm in for these albums. Let's see, let's 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 see what we're gonna get, you know. And uh, separated man, I mean, I, there's there's not a better song than that. Uh, and then and then bringing Importnoy along to do author of confusion, that crazy metal with the that crazy General Giant vocals that he always likes to throw in. I mean, there's some stuff on there that. Uh, was better that at, at that time than he had ever done, so uh, it solidified his solo career for me. It it, uh, it made me uh, a greater fan again, uh, and so it, it holds a special place for me that album. Um, yeah, so that that's it. That's one for me at number
2: three. I I, I love the one album. Uh, it's not it's not on my list, but I, but I love it, um, and, and I think. The, the interesting thing about One, and this is a thing that I've sort of picked up along the way, it's an album that Randy was actually really, really heavily involved in as well. If you actually look at the credits of the One album, I think Randy's like credited on maybe five out of the eight songs. Um, lyrically, Randy contributed a lot to that album as, as well as musically. And of course, this was the first album that Randy um, appeared on. Um, the, the first time I ever saw Neil Morse live was when he he ended up doing a, a church um, service here in Belfast. Um, so I, I, yeah, we, we ended up hosting them. And in that um, in that service, he basically sat at the piano and did pretty much all of the one album, apart from Author of Confusion, um, r- right the way through to Father of Forgiveness um, on either the piano and the guitar and Laddie Dad, his way through the bits that other instruments were played. And it was... It was, uh, it was pretty mind-blowing stuff. Um, uh, again, a brilliant, brilliant album. Um, uh, not on my list today, but that's, could well be in it tomorrow.
0: That's amazing. All right, Nick,
1: what do you got? Well, um, I'm going to reserve my comments about one uh, for the moment, if that's okay. Yep. Um, maybe I'm throwing a spanner in the works here uh, in terms of ordering this thing for you, Roy, but my number yeah. three is The Similitude of a Dream. Um so I guess that might be a surprise to everyone because uh y- you know i'm I'm known to be a traditionalist and and similitude is is uh uh traditionally a br- in every sense a brilliant album but um it comes in at my number three, which might surprise a lot of people because um you know we we have a neil morse group and and at that particular time that i was that that I was asked for my top ten, my 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 top five, Similitude so didn't make it. But now today, as I speak to you, it's my number three. Um, after all the hype that was created by Mike's prior to its release, uh, and and you know just the sheer build-up uh, that was created online before it was released, I, I remember when I first heard it, feeling just a little bit underwhelmed. Um, little things on the album, um, concerned me. I, I felt that ways of a fool didn't, didn't, for example, fit thematically and musically with the rest of the album. There were a couple of moments where, where I found myself thinking, okay, they could have edited this part out. And I just didn't love it with the immediacy that everybody else did. Maybe I'm just that guy who doesn't like going with the flow. Um, because everybody else quite obviously instantly loved similitude. Um, but I genuinely, and I'll admit even maybe reluctantly because there'd been so much hype, grew to love it in the, in the months that followed in the same way that I love every, every, everything else that Neil has done, even in his more obscure days. Today it's right up there with Neil's other albums for me. So this is the great grower for me. And I, I guess having watched it performed in full three times, including the final performance at Morsefest 2017, uh, has helped. But this is the great Neil Morse grower album for me, um, and I guess you know that's one of the reasons why we love prog, right? Because of that that grower aspect. Uh, mm-hmm. the but there's always something
0: the... more to learn about an album and, <laughs> and listen and and experience. It's not it. Right? They're not they're not four minute pop songs that you heard it you heard it a couple of times you got it. It's not. I, I agree. It's not. That's what is special about it. Um,
1: exactly. So, Similitude is that album for me. Um, all the hype made me want to love it immediately, but I didn't. It took some time, but man, did it get there! And when it got there, I got it big time. And so, similitude is a is a definite if um, uh, in respect of our, our our friends that Jeff has referred to. If a surprising number three, but it's definitely
2: number three for
0: me. Okay, Jeff, what's your number three?
2: Number three, I've uh, gone for testimony. Testimony One, as these things end up being called, uh, once once number two comes along, um, and and that really has come out of actually, I mean, reading your original list, Roy, and I, I did, I, it did actually prompt me to go back and listen to some things, and I and I had to listen through testimony, um, during this past week, and and it kind of really hit me over the head as to what a brilliant album that is, and I think in terms of context, you know, you mentioned being a fan for a long time. Um, hearing that you know Spocks were going to be no more, um, it, you know Spock's beard pretty much came out and said we were going to carry on straight away. Neil Neil didn't, and, and I think if if you read his book, he talks about how he really didn't know what was going to come next. Was it going to be ministry? Was it going to be Christian music? What, it was it going to be whatever? And then he got hit with this you know divine um, inspiration and an outpouring of music that became this album. And, um, you know, it, it came after Snow, the double concept album. And then, you know, word came out that Neil was releasing an album that was going to be a double concept album. Wow. Mike Portney was involved. Wow. Um, you know, and, and I just, this was an album that I loved on the very first listen. You know, it, it, you know, th- think of the artists that, you know, think, you know, try and think of something in the pro rock genre that is as personal as this. You know and Neil talks about how in the past um full moon rising um open wide the floodgates he was singing about his faith and what he was experiencing but he had to disguise it and suddenly this is given free reign he's singing freely about about this stuff that you know he's been afraid to put to the to the forefront for a variety of 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 reasons and again you know there's just so much powerful music that comes out of this you know and it's you know it's a full what um probably you know two and a half hours of music um the recurring themes just all the things that we always loved about Neil's music and um I, I think the, the album uh is great the the contemporary live dvd of that um I, I is I just think it's brilliant as well and again a lot again the, the whole thing of um having a, a, enough songs that kind of c- c- stand on their own you know as as well there, there's a there's a lot of thematic stuff in the overtures um but a lot of just really great songs if you if they came up in a random shuffle you know uh, moving in my heart and um you know oh lord my god uh rejoice and yeah so i mean te- testimony w- when i had a listen through to it recently i realized actually this is you know, this is just, this is a really powerful album and a really personal album kind on of, a, yeah.
0: I think uh, there's sort of a, a different camps, right, for testimony. There's, there's and maybe this is incorrect, but I, I, I sort of feel like this, that, that there's the fans that are a little bit more uh, fans of Neil with his uh, view of religion and, and followers of, of Christ and, and that type of thing a little more strongly um, that lean more towards an album like Testimony as being their favorite because they it hits them some, something that they can relate to in, in their views of of, of that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, and then maybe yeah. there's other fans that like Neil's music without having that fan, you know that that view um, that that album doesn't hit that mark, you know, being as personal as yeah. it is. And I think that that's sort of where that album gets divided. I think.
2: Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree, and I'm, 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 nail my colors to the mast. I'm, I'm in the former camp, you know, and that's, yeah. and that's why, it, why, it, why it connected with me. And it was a, I mean, I can remember listening to, you know, open wide the floodgates and going, like this really sounds like this guy's become a Christian. Because, well, snow, I mean, snow
0: I, I, sounded blatantly going down that road to me at the time. Yeah. Even, I mean, and and it sort of it had that whole message behind it clearly. So. Uh, so, yeah, I think yeah. I think you sort of if you look back now, you can go, oh, of course, you know, what we what were we all missing? You know,
1: well, you know, he here's the point. I know that Jeff is also a great fan of Spock's Beard 5, as am I. In my opinion, it's very possibly the the the, the finest album ever, ever recorded. Um, wow. That's quite a statement to make. But, <laughs> but it's, it's I, I mean, it, it, it truly is a thing of marvelous brilliance and. You know, the forerunner to Prog Nick was called Stuyvesant's and liquor on his breath. <laughs> <laughs> not from, that I'm a smoker. Not that I'm a smoker. It. I'm not. From, and the only alcohol I drink is from beer. The, the great but, nothing, right? The uh,
0: great nothing.
1: But, you know, at the time the Testimony 1 was released, I, I was not going through a, a, a particularly faithful phase in my life. And... Um, the point was proved to me that it really didn't matter what Neil was singing about as much as the fact that Neil was singing it and Neil was composing it. I, too, was was one of those who was marginally reluctant to 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 absorb this new message, this new approach at the time. Um, things may have changed for me in the meantime, but but at the time I, I was I was at very best speculative. Um, At worst, I was potentially cynical about it. But when it came out, it proved the point that great music is great music, no matter what the message is that's being imparted. And in that respect, testimony is a different kind of grower, because a lot of people have come to accept it, even though their faith may not have changed, their beliefs may not have changed, they may not be uh, in the former camp that Jeff referred to. But many, many hundreds, if not thousands of fans have come over to love that album, even if they had to get over themselves lyric-wise, if you know what I mean.
0: Well, look, I I have friends that have had a hard time getting into Neil because of some of the message in in the music. And um, before being a fan of his solo music, I would have said I would have been one of those people. I just never thought, never mind the faith, what faith you are, it just... I like my music sort of separate from that. It was just always how I viewed that, that thing. Um, but I, 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 more and more in listening to Neil's music from Testimony to one to moving on to the others, the more and more I realize I just don't care what he's singing. I'm with you, Nick. I'm like, it's just good. I don't care. <laughs> and, that- and, and you know what? It's authentic coming from him. You know he means it. And I think that that's what makes it work. It it that's doesn't it's not contrived or or nothing the guy believes it and more power to him you know and, yeah, and yeah, that that's
2: it and I think I think the other thing I would observe and again this is probably from some of our chats that we've had in other places are you know l- lyrics are something that's really important to me um you know and there there are albums that I you know I can think of two albums that I don't gen gen recently I don't like and I just don't like them because I don't like the lyrics uh, the last Roger Waters album. And the last Marillion album, are two albums that musically are kind of in my space, but the the words kind of, and it's not that I'm saying that you know I only listen to music that I completely agree with everything the lyrics say, but but I think I think it's something probably that I'm quite sensitive to as well, and uh, yeah, as you've said that this was stuff that kind of hit hit the spot yeah. for me as well. But Sometimes... it's but it's interesting. It's, it's interesting. The balance between those two things can can be something that you know makes you go actually you know uh, yeah that uh, you know bands that i like or music that i like go but lyrically it's kind of not hitting it for me you know so yeah. i so i get that because i also get that people might respond that way to testimony you know?
0: so uh you know what i think this is a good part we, we've given testimony quite a bit of a run here which is great um uh, play one of the one of my favorite songs from that album uh and check that out uh, this is colder in the sun <laughs> be getting to the point where we've talked about some albums already and and, uh, so uh, you know we'll see how it goes Um, but my number two and was my number one forever and ever and ever uh, is Sola Scriptura and um, if you ask me in a month from now it might go back up to number one but uh, you know I don't know but um, uh, I I know you spoke about it Nick uh, earlier Uh, I just can't believe it's one of those albums, when I listen to it, every time I listen to it, I say to myself, I can't believe how good this is. Um, and it has certain, there's two aspects to it that I love a lot. One is the, 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 so, the um, sorry, let me rephrase, the abundance of musical styles, where he just goes from one thing to the next, to the next, mm-hmm. to the next, seamlessly, every different genre or style you could think of, and it's flawless, um, which is uh, impressive in its own right, um yep. there's a few repeating themes that are some of my favorite themes. There's that sort of um uh, crazy intense sort of piano, you know, super fast drum thing that that they do uh, that repeats throughout a few of the songs, which is brilliant. Um and then the main sort of uh, closing theme at the the end of the second track, The Conflict, that's also the the closing theme of the conclusion at the end. Is possibly my favorite theme that he's done in his solo records. That orchestral moment. Um, it's a, it's funny because again, it's 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 an album where I find myself singing out loud in the car, you know, God and this like a like a moron, and it just it makes me laugh every time. I lose myself in it. I lose myself in it every time, just like a crazy person. Um, and uh, yeah, and the conflict is. If there was a thirty-minute epic that is flawless for me, it's it's that one. It is just um, I love the heaviness. I was always a Dream Theater fan growing up, so this album brings a little bit of that for me into it. Um, and it, uh, it it is an all-timer for me. Yeah, couldn't
1: agree more. Um, it's it's truly a masterpiece, and 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 the the variation. As I think you used the word seamless. You know, go. Go, going from from um the door into two down one to go and then and then and then back back to underground i mean it's 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 just an amazing piece of you know oh here. i want
0: to i want to go back to one thing you said jeff which is funny because you said that you wish this album had been broken up into separate songs and you know i did that um <laughs> uh I, I had enjoyed the album for a long time and it wasn't that i it wasn't the reason you had which you it was easier to digest it was just that I liked so many parts of the song, of the album, um, that there were times when I would be driving in the car and I would say, You know, I just want to hear the ending of the conflict, the already home part, you know? Or yeah. I just want to hear Underground. And I just, because I, just parts that would come up, they go, I want to hear that four minutes. Um, so I separated the first two epics into 12 tracks for my own benefit. Um, which has been awesome. And I recommend doing that sometimes. It's a good, it's a fun bit to do.
2: I must do that. Recently I was doing, um, I was just going through some some of the videos that were on YouTube, the kind of the the Neil Morse sort of official type videos. And I found, I don't think I'd seen it before, but Christian Rios had made a video um, using the Moral Fest footage plus some other stuff for the vineyard. And actually just seeing that as a standalone song, it's just you know incredible and actually looking at that going gosh you know those people who if they saw that it would completely blow their perception of what you know Neil Morse was about because um, it's a really great video and it's a really a really heavy and you know powerful song yeah. so yeah. yeah
0: all right Nick what's your number two I'm gonna move this thing along
1: so, <laughs> so you guys have discussed this uh, at reasonable length my my number two has to be one which is a masterpiece it's it's Filled with so many fabulous prog moments, uh, you know that whole concept of man's abandonment and reunification with God. It, it's just brilliantly delivered from the from the start of the album to the finish. It's got everything: emotion, crazy, crazy prog chops, the concept, the hooks, the melody that Neil is so famous for, the power, the innovation. It, it, it's got everything. Uh, it's it's really something that that. Uh, took my breath away when i first heard it and still today takes my breath away when i listen to it again you know roy uh, we we're, we're spoiled at, in 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 2018 as prog fans we get a little blasé about quality we we even get a little bit jaded from time to time because a, a lot of great prog is coming our way but j- just imagine you were listening to one for the first time today i mean yeah. this is this is beyond a classic yeah. Just think about some of the songs on this album: "Author of Confusion," "The Creation," "Separated Man." Uh, I mean, "Author of Creation" has become a staple at, at Neil's gigs, and there's there's a good reason for that. All these songs are very hard to beat, and I, I, I would say even for Neil, that they're hard to beat. And I would uh, I, I would point out the, the performances on this album. I, I remember Mike Portnoy saying at the time that that this was possibly his best performance to date. I think that's that's true of of Mike's performances on this and and Randy's as well. The same might be said of him. Uh, uh, the compositions are flawless. The band is on fire. In my opinion, one is great of the is one of the greatest progressive rock albums of all time. So it comes in at my number. Uh,
0: 2 Can argue there, uh, Mister Jeff, number two. Yeah,
2: number two. Um, toss up between my number two and my number one, but. Uh, And we've talked about it already. uh, Similitude is my number two. Um, And we'll probably talk about it again, possibly even. uh, But two albums, you know, really, really high quality throughout the discs. Obviously, there was a whole debate at the time between what we know know about in the band. Should it be one? Should it be two? And uh, I mean, I do feel that everything that is on there um, is, is merited and has its place. It does a great job of telling the story and perhaps more so than many of the concept albums there's so much of it that can be plucked out um as a standalone track you know you don't you don't need to know where it fits in and and you know that's that that's a, a great a great thing I think uh, in terms of music again stellar performances by Bill um Eric as well as 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 um Randy and Mike but you know again that that vocal combination that that the Neil Morris band you know now has and the ability to you know, switch in Eric at the appropriate moment. You know, I, I know that it was debated at, or it was talked about at the time in various interviews that Neil gave the grand finale. You know, of the piece over to Eric. Um, you know, and you know we, we we've all seen that. The three of us have seen that live, and, and know the the sheer power of that. Um, and again, an album that you know I saw I saw this three nights in a row in the uk performed in full live you know for some people that would wow. be a, a, pun, a, a punishment but it was three three consecutive <laughs> and, well, and well. yeah every every time you know it just it just blew me away and every time there was you know the it, it just kept giving yeah so um i'm with you so
0: all right well I, 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 was I was
2: my number one well it's my number two
0: Um, I'm going to be, instead of playing a a song right now, I'm just, I want to jump into my number one because it's Similitude of a Dream and and you just talked about it. So, so I'm just going to move on into that. Um, uh, You know, what I remember about that album was, of course, there was the hype and everything. And uh, I had a, you know, I got a couple, we get a couple of the songs sort of previewed before and I deliberately didn't listen to anything. It was the first time I've ever done that. Um, I said I don't want to hear just three separate songs I, I don't want to hear it and I didn't um, and then look you know we're fortunate and, I, and I'm fortunate enough to get music in advance early, you know for, for reviewing and things like that um, and so I was, was sent the, the Similitude album and uh, it, it was fortunate the wife and the kids were going to be out for a few hours that evening and uh, so I said okay I'm doing it. I'm sitting down two hours here we go when you never get to do that a lost it's a lost art to get to do that um and uh man if I wasn't blown away right off the bat and I almost wish I could do that again um because that's an experience you can't get the first time of listening to something like that completely um every part of it hit me great you know the ways of a fool I, I I man I was like we're only a half hour in and I'm like this is the greatest song ever and then, <laughs> and then the epic where he, it makes no sense. The song makes no sense was the first thing that really, there's a certain part in there where he brings in Eric to sing a higher uh, part of a, of a chorus. And then, and then Bill comes in and takes it even higher. And I thought, man, that's brilliant. And then that reprisal in, in so far gone where they do that is, is breathtaking. Um, the, the one, my one anticipation I'm already, you know, halfway into disc two, and I'm saying to myself, because I have one one thing that's Snow, and this is such a stupid criticism, but the one minor criticism (laughs) I've always had of Snow, as brilliant as it is, was I felt like there should have been a different epic ending than a repeat of Wind at My Back. Mm. And I was always sort of let down at first when that happened. I've grown to love it, and it's great. But I was waiting sort of for something else at the time anyway. And I'm listening to Similitude and I'm getting towards the end. And all I could think about is the anticipation of what's the epic ending going to be. Don't let me down with the epic ending. Just don't do not do a snow. Like, don't do that. <laughs> right? And uh, – it was everything and then some. It was everything and then some. The come on that Eric gives at the end is just it's it's the the end all and I immediately called certain people that we know that that love this stuff and I said um I said that you're going to die when you hear it. I said you're going to die when you hear this. And so uh yeah, um I just think it's great. And you know, for double concept albums for me are, have always been sort of tricky because I always end there's, very few times, when I don't eventually make a single disc of my favorite songs from it. I do that a lot. And I always go, well, these three I don't really care for. I'll cut them out. I'll make a one disc. I've I've done that many, many times because I'm very sort of picky over time. I like every single song on this album. There isn't one song that I skip. And that is why I put it at number one because of the magnitude of it. And that uh, there's not one bad thing on it for me. Um, So, here's where I'm gonna stop and play a song from that, and we're gonna play So Far Gone. we got two more. Uh, I'm done with mine. Nick, I'm really curious to see what your number one is because I can't figure it out based on your list. So what do you have?
1: Yeah, yeah, Roy. I'm, I, I'm going a little subjective on this one, if, if you'll permit me. I hope this is not an indulgence on my part. But um, I, I'm going to go with, 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 with a personal perspective here. Um, and I guess it's a bit of a curveball. The answer for me is that uh, Neil's number one album is Testimony 2. Um, but I throw in a caveat and the caveat is that it's testimony to, for both discs. In other words, the double Mm. disc.
0: I I always count them as both too. And that's why I had it high for me. I, I agree there.
1: Right, right. I mean, obviously the, the, the reason is that Seeds of Gold is a master epic. It doesn't form part of the core story and that's why it's on disc two, you know, I always buy Neil's stuff with all the extended versions and the bonus material and the making-of DVDs and whatever it comes with. I always buy the the full package. So when it arrived, I mean, I didn't really draw the distinction, to to, to be honest with you. But uh, I mean, you cannot ignore Seeds of Gold. You know that second that second solo at about 20 minutes in by by Steve Morse. Um, the whole thing that 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 Bach fugue type type uh, theme that it starts with. For me, um, Seeds of Gold is kind of like the epic to end all epics, really. Um, And, uh, of course, the rest of the album keeps pace with it. Time Changer is just an incredible piece of prog at its very sublime best, in my opinion. I I, I love the whole album. It strikes a personal chord with me. Um, I I think the message behind it, as personal as it is, to Neil resonated with me, too, at the time. And, and as, I, as I've said earlier, I remember when it arrived, thinking, you know, don't expect too much, it's a sequel. You know, give the guy a break. I mean, he's he, he's created all these brilliant albums. You can't expect the same standard. But again, I underestimated just how prolific Neil's brilliance is. This miracle that inspired him had been left. He hadn't told the story. He had, he, he had intentionally chosen not to tell that part of the story in the first Testimony album, and here it was. I mean, everybody knows the story of, of Neil's Daughter's Healing, his departure from Spock's Bear, but nobody could have predicted that, that those stories would turn into an album as spectacular as this. And I remember just being dumbstruck. Watching it performed live at Morsefest 2015 was super special for me personally. Um, I guess that I'm, I'm putting a subjective slant on this, um, but uh, I hope that's a liberty I'm allowed to do here. Testimony 2, for me personally, is a very, very special album. It's never far from my CD player, and it's my number one
0: Neil
2: Morse musical son.
0: Can't argue with that. Yeah. I think we know what I, your I, number one is. So,
2: <laughs> Okay, for those of you who don't, <laughs> listening out there, yeah, question mark. Um, that's interesting that we started uh, with question mark, didn't we? And um, we're yeah, going to um, end with it was question my, mark.
0: my number five, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, so, which, which again, just to me, s- says a lot. Yeah, uh, question mark. Um, you know, so there's lots of things that I associate with it, but, but very briefly, there was a great, if you were a fan at the time, there was a great build up to this. There was the mystery album. Um, that was coming out. There were different clues as to who the special guests were gonna be on this album. And um, you know, it's got Alan Morris in there singing, it's got roina um, it's got Steve Hackett doing that incredible guitar solo on um what song is it in? I can't remember now. Um anyway, Steve Hackett playing a brilliant guitar solo in one of the songs. It's mm-hmm. got Jordan Rudez at the so crazy keyboard stuff. Um so again, having come from um one and um testimony to you know the special guests were on board um it's 56 minutes long absolutely and roy said one of the reasons he he um or it, it one of the things about it was it's it's lack of length I, I just i just think for me it's the perfect length you know there's a deep narrative and i totally take the point again that's been made earlier on there's not necessarily it's not literally easy to slice bits out of it and listen to them stand alone. Uh, and again, I think a lot of how I relate to this is, is you know, it, it's biblical. Um, and I just love the way it's constructed because I kind of know, um, you know, some of the parts of scripture that, that, that are in this. Um, and the first time I saw Needle Live with a band um, was the European band, uh, traveled over to uh, London and the first thing they did was question mark live from start to finish and it was just um, spectacular and then Morse Fest, um 15 when it was done um, you know I, I I was fortunate enough to be at their dress rehearsal for that and you know tears tears were shed in, in that performance and I think really it I mean I think it's it's a different expression of of Neil's faith, but I think particularly that whole ending into his presence, that part, you know, it, it's a very, very, it's a very powerful and moving um, piece of music, and I, I think a real expression of 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 a, of man's relationship to God, um, in in a way that is is completely different from the straight personal narrative of of testimony too. And uh, yeah, you know, just for me, so many great moments and, um, I, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's just my number one.
0: Uh, great. I mean, um, I, I love all the explanations and the, and the reasoning behind this. I'm trying to think if every album was covered and I, I think it was, I think I'm pretty sure we covered every single album, uh, between the three of us. So that, that says a lot, I think, um, yeah uh i think it's always fun to look back and analyze that what the reasons why you like something the reasons why maybe um you didn't and and compare it to something else is this, this was a lot of fun to uh to do this with you guys i think i hope i hope you guys enjoyed it i think it was pretty cool
1: very, very much roy thank you except for the orphanage off- part i'm I'm off there to, to get my four <laughs> albums back
2: <laughs>
1: yeah it was
0: great uh it was all right great. so Thanks. i think uh I think good place to end, and it's a good sort of epic ending song based on Jeff's uh, pick at number one. We'll close with a, a track off of Question Mark uh, called Entrance, and um, we'll see you on the next one. Visit prog Report for uh, all your daily Prog news, and there's more interviews and other podcasts to check out on iTunes and on the website. And uh, we'll see you all again next time. Thank you.